like sports, I could do something in sports. Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a color man. Well, you know, they tend to give those jobs to ex-ball players and people that are, you know, in broadcasting. Well, that's really not fair. Yeah, I just thought I needed to go for a walk, man. This was so brutal to watch. I, I, like, it was... I can't say it was um, like a loss was that unbelievable to happen, but just that way, man, like it, it was a kick in the pants. You have to be able to score. Like it's like teams that like play all offense and no defense are going to be games. But I, I think I said it in one of the, I don't know if it was the first episode or the second episode, but I said it, there's no way their shooting is going to dry up for an entire series. And to be honest with you, it's looking like it's dried up for an entire series. Like at halftime, what were they at? Like 27% or something, if I'm not mistaken, or 30%? I don't know. It, it, it must have been something like that. I know early on they were at like 22%. It didn't get much better. And I, I thought maybe even having the bench on would make things a little bit better. And maybe the bench would start to bring them back. But... I don't know if you guys agree, but it seemed like Nurse stuck with the starters for a little bit too long. Yeah, I think he did. And far be it from me to ever... I mean, I think Nurse has proven himself to be extremely... a very an elite coach, but I think he did this time around. They didn't have it. Um, they did not have it. Yeah, he didn't start pulling starters, I think, until the fourth quarter. And by that time, like it was, so I tried to hold out hope. I kept thinking, you know, they got one run in them. If they can get it down to to 15 before the end of the third quarter, we still have a chance. Then maybe we can start hitting some shots. But they just, even the bench didn't really hit shots. Like they didn't outscore Boston, but Boston kept, um, they kept their starters in pretty late into the game. So how much of this had to do with the, you know, starters being pushed game three and four, and maybe they were just sort of out of gas. It seems like a lot of it had to do with that. I, I don't know. I, I'm not in that situation. I read a bunch of articles. I don't know if it was a, it, w- it was an article on The Athletic. I don't know if it was a Blake Murphy article about just how much they're riding their starters and saying, you know, the, the good thing is that at least there's no travel, so they don't have to worry about getting tired and they can – you know, Nurse was using his timeouts well to kind of extend um, extend rests, and also something about um, how the the fourth quarter of the last game was like twenty seven percent longer than normal. So they, you know, the starters got some rest during during that period as well because of challenges and and things like that. So I really bought into it, and I'm like, you know, they're going to come out and they're not going to be that tired this game. But Fred early on looked really flat. Uh, his shots looked ugly, and just the decision making overall didn't look crisp. It looked like they were slow in in a lot of aspects of the game. Yeah, even at times, like the defense wasn't even set up. Like a couple of times, you'd see, I don't know, was it Barker just walking back, and it's like, like I think there was one point in like the first quarter where they just gave up an easy layup, and there was like, it's like they weren't even set. I mean, here's the thing: twenty four hours ago. And throughout the weekend, 
Nurse was being praised for playing his starters big, big minutes in games when they were down 2-0 and then when again when they're down 2-1 to come back and tie the series. Where Budenholzer on the other side was just getting roasted by not playing Giannis enough, by not riding his top guys enough, by overplaying guys like Marvin Williams and falling behind. And now in one, in just a matter of a few hours, we're now talking about uh, Nerf not going to the bench soon enough and the guys being tired. So it's amazing how the narrative changes so quickly. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. I, I still, everything that he's done up until this point, like he said, it was it's out of necessity. He was trying to extend the series. So I don't blame him for riding absolutely. the starters so long. I think absolutely it was the right thing to do. But I think this is what it comes down to that in a playoff series, when you don't have that guy or like enough, when they're not, they're shooting well below what they should be. They're being terrible with open looks. They're, or just even with their layups, their drive, just they're not scoring and they're not shooting efficiently as they should be. If you don't have game over, you're going to have to grind it out on defense every single game. And at some point, you're going to have to have a game where the ball just goes in for you easily. And that, that hasn't happened. And Jack Armstrong said it during the broadcast. Like, even even on some of those drives, when they're when they're going to the basket, they just don't look like and, – and this is – it's easy to say from, you know, a, a spectator's point of view, but it just doesn't look like they're going too hard to the basket. There's a lot of off-balance shots, you know, leaners in – Jack Armstrong said, put somebody's arm through the net. And I, I was hoping that at some point we would get something like that. Um, we just, we, it just never came. And like, do you, do you guys think that, is it is it Boston's defense that's really doing this to us? Or is it just us really not being able to hit those shots? I think it's more up. I, I think early on in the series, it was more up. Absolutely. I think today, they just... I mean, they just had nothing. There was no juice. And Nurse even said it post-game. It wasn't just the Boston defense. They, they couldn't even contain anybody the way they had been. The last two games, they managed to keep Boston from attacking the rim and force them into bat shots. They had nothing. The legs were just not there. And I don't know. I mean, it's easy for us from a, from afar to say they were tired, they were they overplayed. Boston's guys were a little fresher. It's hard for me to believe that every single player was tired, no matter how heavy minute, no matter how heavy the minutes are. For every single guy to go down in one night, everybody being worn down. Yeah, but you could, but, but look at the, they played what like three hundred and forty minutes in this series. Out of a possible 384? I can understand an older guy like Gasol not having anything. I mean, he's just looking like, honestly, like he still can be effective on D, but he looks like he's running on fumes for this series. Yeah, you know what, though? I, I Up until, I, I think it was game one and game two, when I looked at it, um, just without seeing any of the stats, without actually looking in depth and, and going back and watching some of the games, I was really down on Gasol, and I, I didn't think that he was giving us a lot offensively. I knew defensively we were better off because you see Ibaka. There are a lot of on a lot of coverages. He loses his man. He falls asleep, uh, and I thought 
you know, even even with that, maybe we're better off playing Ibaka a little bit more. But he just seems to give everything back on defense. And then I started watching Gasol a little bit more, games three and four. And it's it's tough to say, you know, because because we did so well in those games or did better than we did in games one and game game one and game two, because we got the wins in three and four. But you looked at Gasol and he just he he does offer a lot more than shows up on the stat sheet. And I'm sure you guys know that, right? But just his his presence, uh, like it, he's always he's always got that next pass in mind as soon mm-hmm. as he gets the ball. So I, I found it hard to say, you know, we'd be better off if Gasol wasn't in there. At the same time, I see somebody like Boucher sitting on the bench, and I know it's easy to just say, let's put Boucher in there, let's get some energy. But I really think that sometimes it does come down to that, and I don't want to question Nurse because you know he's got a lot more experience than I do. Uh, I don't want to be an armchair quarterback, but just get some energy in there. And, and even Matt Thomas, I've been saying it since probably game two that Matt Thomas needs to get a little bit more run just so we can get some shots. Somebody's got to hit something. He looked good today. I'm not saying that he's going to do that, but you know, j- just try something else. Uh, there's got to be another combination in there that can work a little bit better than what we have right now offensively because it's it's getting frustrating. But if you're playing an elimination game, you got to run what's got you here so far, right? Like you, you can't make wholesale change. Like you, you can't make changes to the starting lineup. I don't think you need to make changes to the starting lineup. I mean, even last year when Danny Green would just fell off the face of the earth and just couldn't hit a shot to save his life. They never took him out of the starting lineup. He was faster to sub to make subs. He started subbing in Fred Van Vliet a lot earlier into the game. He started the third quarters with Fred instead of Danny Green. So I, don't, I, I don't think changing the starting lineup is the issue. I think that this is a team that probably needs a little bit more energy, and I love Gasol. I'm not one of those guys that just looks at the points per game and says, he's terrible. I see the passing. I see the screens. I see the the defense he plays, and there is a and the rim protection at times he provides, and there's definite value in that. But he is older. He's logged a lot of minutes. When you need that energy that energy, that athleticism at times, he's not going to be the guy that gives you that. So I think maybe like I like with Ron's suggestion of using Thomas a little more because even if he doesn't, even if you don't pass him the ball and let him shoot the ball, he just the spacing alone, a Boston defender have to respect the fact that this is one of the elite three-point shooters in the league. I mean, he doesn't do that much else right now, but he can shoot the three really, really well. Um, maybe a Boucher, who's just the rim protection, the ability to deflect shots, to contest shots from the the other side. We saw a little bit. He went to Boucher uh, earlier in the game today. Maybe mixing in some other guys periodically, to not only rest your start, giving your starters maybe an extra couple of minutes of rest here and there, but providing that energy boost when you can. I mean, again, hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, four hours ago, what they'd been running had worked the last couple of days. So, but maybe it's time to look at something to, if they're not hitting shots early next game, go for that energy factor. You bring in the energy factor at that point, just See what you can do. 
so I got to ask you guys a question about about the game as a whole. At, at one, at what point did you guys, while you were watching game, start thinking this is over? We we don't have a chance anymore. Sometime in the middle of the second quarter, I think at that point it. it, it that point, there was just... I had hope. I, I had... By the time we got to halftime, I had no hope. I'll be quite I'll be quite frank. They were down 26 points at halftime. So you'd have to outscore them by 13 points each quarter in the third and fourth to get to overtime. And anything is possible. We saw the team come back from 30 points down in versus Dallas back in December. But there's a difference between a regular season game where coaches aren't going to pull out all the stops to win a game than in a playoff game where obviously Brad Stevens will start to counter some of these moves much more aggressively. And so they have to hit their shots. They have to hit their open shots. They haven't done that consistently enough in this series. And you couldn't expect them to overcome a 13-point deficit when they're shooting like that. Yeah, it, it felt a lot like game one. I think I, I didn't give up on it early, um, but after Jalen Brown hit his first his first three, I had a I had a really bad feeling in my stomach. And then you know we we got down. So full disclosure, I actually had to go put the babies to sleep. So by the time I came back, I think they were down fifteen. And I'm like, okay, you know what? We'll be fine. We're going to start hitting some shots. There's no way we're going to keep missing. I kept thinking back to, you know, there's no way they're going to go cold for an entire series. They're going to hit some shots. We'll bring it back. Uh, Halftime, I started to get a little bit more nervous. But honestly, I didn't give up until maybe like uh, nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And and that's just me like constantly sitting there thinking a miracle is going to happen. A miracle is going to happen. And you guys know me from from other games where I, I, I always like have that that. You know that nice storyline in my head where I can see like the the newspaper headlines the next day where it's like Raptors make huge comeback and win game uh, and, and you know take the lead in the series. Um, but yeah, I, I think nine minutes is when I when I started to give up. Yeah, that was right about the time where I sort of gave up. I was like at two minute mark in the fourth quarter, about ten minutes ago, and I'm like, okay, that's. Probably looking a little unlikely right wow. now. Usually, I'm the optimistic Raptor fan, but there are times, where, Game Three and Game Four, for example, even during the periods where they were they weren't hitting shots, they were missing open layups, they were missing open threes. There was a good rhythm and flow to what they were doing. There was energy on defense. They were containing the ball. They were contesting shots. They were getting some calls. They weren't fouling Boston guys. They just, they, you felt that they were locked in and into the game. No, actually, I, let me just let me rephrase. I'm sure they are mentally locked in, but tonight, I mean, there was, they just could. There was nothing. There was no pace. They looked sluggish, and I mean, they had a little bit of a small spurts where they kind of opened up they did some they were better off they did some more scoring in that third quarter but i did i was thinking yeah maybe they took some red bull at halftime i don't know but there was just no rhythm there was nothing to for to warrant to for me to think okay you know what things are going to turn around 
Yeah, it was more like hoping against hope, right? I mean, when you see Danny Jansen hit a home run, like a grand slam, like, you know, you kind of hope that something like that would happen and they could probably make a comeback. And you remember the two of us were at that uh, game a few years ago. Uh, it was the first round of the playoffs, right, against the Nets, and they coughed up a 25-point lead. So that's always in the back of my mind. I'm like, why not? Why can't they be on the other end, right? So I think it was more in desperation and hope than any rationality. Yeah, and, and that's what I kept thinking, that, you know, if they can do it to us, we can do it to them. But, at, you know, it, it got to a point where I'm like, you know, this this is not happening because all, all credit to Boston and what they were doing, like straight from the opening tip, they were being physical. They were defending well. They weren't giving us, giving us any space. They made they made the Raptors really uncomfortable. They put the pressure on the refs to blow the whistle, um, and it, like it, you can tell that it really bothered us from the beginning. We had some bad turnovers, uh, and we just like you said, Prime. We never got into a rhythm, and we just looked ugly all around. Yeah, that's why. Like, if you have a rhythm and you're missing shots, you believe that there's something. There, a run is coming. There's something coming, but there was just, I mean. There was no juice today, and I don't know, and I am not going to try to speculate as to why that was the case. I mean, any one of us could look at the box scores from previous games and look at the minutes played and the shortened bench. I mean, again, to you, you can counter, as you mentioned earlier on, to the point that they were using timeouts effectively. The fourth quarters were extended, which gave them more rest time. There was no travel. So you're getting that recovery time that more time to recover and you can play heavier minutes so i'm not going to just say oh they played heavy minutes for a couple of games in a row and they ran out of gas i'm not going to just i'm not to, i'm not going to make a statement like that because i'm not we're not physically there so we don't know what's going on but um some nights you just don't have it on offense and or defense or rather they had, they didn't have it anywhere today. When you you could defend with energy. When you're not scoring and you have energy and you can defend, you can stay in the game, find a way, get to the free throw line, grind it out. But you need when you don't have that energy and you're not hitting your shots, you can't. I mean, you don't have the energy to play hard defense. You need to be able to just hit some shots, just some open shots. They still had plenty of open shots that went in and out. They had layups that went in and out. Those have to go in if you're going to have a chance, and that wasn't there today. Yeah, and, and like you said, like the, the defense was a big letdown in in some points of the game. Um, like when that play when Pascal picked up his his fifth foul, and and that was really early. I can't remember how much time was left in the game, but it, it like it was was it in the fourth, like early in the fourth quarter, or was it in the third quarter? That was in the third quarter, and it was it was just a lazy lazy contest. Um, there were a lot of situations where Pascal half-assed challenged and and, try, and tried to tried to cut off a drive or just you know played the matador defense and kind of let um whoever it was uh, you know i think on one occasion it was tatum i think another occasion it was brown uh he just he didn't have it all around offensively he looks sluggish defensively he looks sluggish and he, he's that pretty much embodied the entire team um kyle didn't play great um van vliet looked like we mentioned earlier we looked he looked tired surge who's been um, been a, a you know a big part of our points off the off the bench 
you know, he he had seven points just all around. You look at the box score, and it's tough to look at the box score and make any kind of like you said earlier to make any draw any kind of conclusions from that. But it wasn't good. And when you see that Stanley Johnson got four minutes, you know things went horribly wrong. Yeah, Stanley Johnson comes in when you're either winning a blowout or you're losing a blowout. It was the latter, unfortunately. Yeah. So how do you guys preview going forward game six? What do you think? I'll put it this way. I'm not going to declare the series over, and I'm not going to say, well, they were tired today, so game six, they're not going to have anything left, and they're going to end the series is over. I'm not saying that. But what I will say is that the Raptors have to have an efficient scoring night. They can't win the series shooting around the 30% mark from the three or not or shooting below 40% overall or getting only 13 free throw attempts a game. Like they're not going to win like this. It's you can't expect a team to be locked down, hyper-focused defensively every single game of a series. They need to have a game where they just hit their shots. Like they just go off. And they've had their moments. Like you, I thought maybe you know the second half of the of game three, they outscored Boston by eleven, and they hit the OG shot. And even though they did, they didn't shoot well field goal percentage wise in game four. They did uh, do a much better job shooting threes. But you can't win a playoff series against a team like Boston when you're shooting just like that. I mean, they haven't. They've had below average. Efficiency. They've they've been below average with their scoring efficiency all series long. That's not going to work. And I don't want to just say it's all Boston. I'm sorry, it's all Toronto. I'm sure Boston's done some things to Boston has done some things to uh, disrupt their rhythm. But I mean, they still had plenty of open looks that they haven't hit. They still had layouts at the rim that they haven't put down. They've had Surge and Gasol trying to tip the ball back rather than just grabbing it and just dunking on. So you need to get, they need to get that going and maybe there's some more energy needed. Maybe you go to Matt Thomas a little earlier in the first quarter, for example, if you need some space against some shooting, not sure. I'm not, I'm not a coach, but um, I don't think riding six guys, 40 minutes is going to win them the series if they're not scoring. Yeah, there's got to be some fire in these guys. I I don't think that a Nick Nurse uh, team is just going to roll over. There's going if they're like going into this series, I'm sure we all expected this. This was going to be a back and forth. It was going to be a fight. This is like a, a heavyweight fight where you know everybody's giving their best shot round around around around. So I, I think the Raptors have another big shot left in them. Um, I I'm predicting a game six win, but it's you know, I, I keep thinking there's got to be a game where they're going to make it easy on themselves and hit some shots. I refuse to believe that this this level of slump is going to continue. They've missed so many open shots. There's got to be something else left in them. I've seen this team enough to know that they're going to have a breakout performance at some point, and I just hope that it comes next game. If not, then, I mean, it's it's obviously done. But if it comes next game, I think they roll that into game seven. They win the series. Um, so I like I'm, I'm and this is probably just me being being a homer. I'm I'm really optimistic just because I refuse to believe that this team is going to roll over and die in the next game. 
Yeah, I'm optimistic. Uh, this team plays hard. They are very professional. There's no drama. They go at it. They make smart plays. You don't bang your head against the table when you see taking bad shots or making just like boneheaded plays. Like, like there are times when with when we had Demar Derozan into the playoffs and he would just try to like force shots over double teams thinking that he's, you know, like a thinking he's Kevin Durant when he, he's not. And they bring it. And even Pascal, like even all the first four games, he hasn't done much offensively until the, for example, the second half of game four, but he was, he's been menacing on defense. They bring it every single night. And, that's always going to be there. It's just the ball has to go in. It, Boston is a very potent offensive team. The, they are, no matter how great defensively you are, they're going to have their runs. They're going to they're going to score. So you can't hold a team like Boston down to 90, 95 points every single night. They're going to have their games, and you need to be able to keep up with that. Yeah, they can win the next two games just purely based, like just on their defense. Uh, scoring's got to come around. Uh, I think they win game six, but I have a sneaky feeling that Boston's probably going to go through. Maybe it's uh, the pessimist in me, just because, you know, we'll, they lost today, but uh, Boston has just looked more well rounded, probably better prepared. But. Hey, uh, the whole narrative changes if the Raptors. One of us has to pick Boston because otherwise we just look like three homers. So I'm glad I'm, I'm glad somebody did it. Exactly. But you know, I, it's it's not wrong. I mean, we there's there's when you look back at the series, there's really no reason to pick the Raptors to win this game, other than the fact that you know we've seen this team so much. But I, I like the one thing that worries me is I, am I so optimistic about this team based off of what we've seen from this team? with Kawhi last year in the playoffs. And we we spoke about it before. We we've like we've hit on it many times. Not having that one guy to go to, it's really killing them right now. And the one advantage that we thought they would have going into this series is the depth of the Raptors. But when you shorten that bench so much and you're sticking with your 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 starting five for so much of the game, you almost lose that advantage because you're going pretty much R five against Boston's five. Boston always had that advantage with their top three. Um, so, I, like, the bench has to come alive the next game. Like, we, it, like you guys said, we, we can't just – we can't rely on, on our starters to just pull us through this. It's, it's not going to happen that way. The bench is going to have to do something. Norman Powell, please show up. You had 16 points today, uh, but, I mean, what does that 16 points really mean in such a, in such a bad loss? Yeah, and, and I mean, sometimes points uh, in losses, like it's a little low, like someone has to score, right? The team's still scoring 80, 90 points. They, like, in a blowout, are, are players on the other team really defending him hard? I know Brad Stevens did stick with his starters much longer than I expected him to. Even by the time Nurse had pulled everybody out, Stevens kept the bulk of his guys in there, not wanting to mess around here. But were they really as guarding as quickly, guarding as um, aggressively as they normally would? Probably not. And Norm needs to be that Lou Williams type. He's not going to as good a scorer as Lou Williams is, but he needs to fill that role. So 
Does the series settles the Tatum versus Siakam debate for now? Yeah, I, I, I definitely. And I think, I mean, we were all three of us heavily towards Tatum. I think the only advantage that we gave Siakam really was maybe a little bit on defense. Um, yes, but I, I, I still don't buy into Tatum being as great as the some of the U.S. media or maybe the league um, wants us to believe that he is. He's a he's a good player. Um, I I he, I still don't see him in that elite tier, and and probably not even close to it. I I still say there's one higher level that he can go. Again, he there is a level like there is a it's his first time through it. I think that being the number one option, this guy never was the number one option in college. He had, he couldn't, he couldn't even hit a layup in his rookie year, and he's scoring over average. He averaged over twenty points a game this season, uh, learning how to shoot the three, not not just corner threes, but above the break as well. He comes back better every year. I and he still brings it very highly on defense. So I still believe. He can get to one more. There's one extra level he can get to. He's shown. He works out in, uh, with Rico Hines, who's one of the top player development coaches in the world. And they have a, they run a great camp every offseason. I expect another level for him to get to. But yeah, Tatum's ahead of right now. And it's at this, I think this is maybe the gap a little bigger than what we would have initially thought. All right, so game six on uh, Wednesday. What time is it? Pretty sure it's a six thirty start. The, the NBA has been really good about keeping uh, keeping the game times consistent in the playoffs with the the six thirty and then the nine thirty start, just to keep things, um, I guess, in everybody's head, and so everybody knows what times the games, what time the games are going to be on. Awesome. And uh, now, so just a quick uh, uh, prediction for tomorrow: Heat versus Bucks. Do you think Bucks uh, live to see another day? No, it's over. Heat will not. Uh, Heat are probably not taking well the fact that Giannis went down early in the game and they lost to lost an OT to a supporting cast that they taken down. Yeah, no that that series is it, it's done. I I think I, I called it from the beginning. Um, I said the Heat would take it in seven. Um, this it's been a lot easier than I thought it would be for them. They they're a great team. So even if even if we pulled off the win in this series against Boston, I'm still worried about what would even happen against the Heat. And I said it from before: the, the Heat are one of the teams that I was most worried about the Raptors playing, uh, and then Boston. So even if we got through this, like we'd have another slugfest in in that series, and I'm not even sure we would get out of that series. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Um. So that should be interesting. Uh, any last words, guys? Go Raptors. Uh, let's hope for. Uh, let's hope that the lack of energy tonight was not due to minutes, but rather just a bad night. Let's go Raptors! Please don't break my heart. On that note, uh, thank you for listening to our rant tonight. Uh, we hope to. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, please follow us on Twitter, Instagram. And uh, you can also listen to the podcast. Please give us a rating wherever you listen to your podcast. That's very important to us. Uh, and if you have um, if you have any feedback, you can always tweet us or reach us out. Uh, you can email us as well. Uh, thank you for listening. Have yourself a good night. See you next time. Good night, everybody. Good night.
Are we finished? Done.